0: engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it
1: now the end abortion podcast by priests for life
0: my brothers and sisters welcome to this time of prayer and scripture it is always great to have you with us pro-life leader frank pavone here all of us at Priest for Life pray for you every day. But to pray for you more specifically, feel free to uh, let us know what you need and uh, put your prayer intentions in the comments if you like. We'll all pray for one another. We're going to get, enter into God's presence now and uh, enter into His Word. Let's do so eagerly and joyfully. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we put ourselves in Your presence today. You are the God who speaks. You do not remain unknown to us. You do not remain hidden to us. You actually reveal Yourself. You speak to us in words we can understand. We thank You for the Scriptures. Enable us now, as we repent of our sins, as we open our ears, our minds, and our hearts, help us understand Your Word more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively. We ask all this through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Our reading today is from the Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a winepress in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally he sent his son to them, thinking they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and inquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the Scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord this has been done. It is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard this parable, they knew that he was speaking about them. And although they were attempting to arrest him, they feared the crowds, for they regarded him as a prophet." Brothers and sisters, this passage evokes various scriptures, including the very psalm that is used as the responsorial psalm on Easter morning. We proclaim the stone which the builders rejected. That is, Christ Jesus, whom they crucified, has become the cornerstone. He is the head of the body, the church, the cornerstone of the spiritual temple, which is the church into which you and I are built as living stones. But this evokes various prophecies. Let's go to Isaiah, for example. And in the 28th chapter, we read these verses. Starting with uh, verse 14. This section is called A Cornerstone in Zion. Therefore, hear the word of the Lord, you scoffers, who rule this people in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death. And with Sheol, we have an agreement. And then it goes on to say, Thus says the Lord, verse 16, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. And I will make justice the line and righteousness the plumb line And hail will sweep away the refuge of lies. Waters will overwhelm the shelter. And your covenant with death will be annulled. Your agreement with the grave will not stand. Isn't that the culture of death? The prophet Isaiah is talking about a covenant with death. Well, that's what we've made in our country, in our world today, as we embrace abortion as a solution and other aspects of the culture of death. The culture of death is rooted in a rejection of God's truth to say a baby is not a baby, a man is not a man, a woman is not a woman. It's all part of the same rejection of truth, rebellion against the one who created us. And Isaiah says, this will not stand. And what will smash it? The stone. Notice, the stone is the foundation of strength for the whole building, but it's also the stone on which some will stumble and will get smashed. Now, this is a theme... Let me draw this out a a little bit more. Romans chapter 9. Paul picks up this uh, theme. And let's see what he says in Romans 9, starting with verse 30. It goes like this. What shall we say? That Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have attained it, that is righteousness that is by faith, but that Israel who pursued a law that would lead to righteousness, did not succeed in reaching that law. Why? Because they did not pursue it by faith. But as if it were based on works. And now notice what he says. They have stumbled over the stumbling stone. As it is written, now he quotes the prophecy of Isaiah that we just read, slightly different translation, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone of stumbling A rock of offense. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Jesus is the judgment. Jesus is the fork in the road. Jesus is the verdict. This is so opposite. The idea of those who see Jesus as just the warm embracing of everybody, no matter what their differences are. Oh, everybody just come. This is the attitude in the church today. Come as you are, we embrace you. Rainbow flag and all. You can be gay, you can be transgender, you can be adulterous, you can be abortionist. Come, we welcome you all. He's a stumbling stone. He's a rock that crushes evil. He's a fork in the road. This is, let me go to, for a moment, I I quote this frequently, but John chapter 3, talking about Jesus coming into the world, right after the most famous verse of the Bible, you know what the most famous verse of the Bible is, right? John 3, 16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that all who believe in him might not perish but have eternal life. Absolutely. He gave his son for that. That doesn't mean everybody receives him. John had said in chapter 1, to his own he came, but his own rejected him. And that's what Jesus is saying in this gospel passage. I sent you the prophets and you killed them. What is John after? Right after that most famous verse of the Bible, he says this. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe. Here's the stumbling stone. Has already been condemned. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And now, verse 19. John 3.19 is just as important as John 3.16. Here's what 19 says. This is the judgment. The verdict. Time for deciding. Fork in the road. This is the judgment. The light. Jesus. The word. The stone. The light. Has come into the world. And people... Loved the darkness rather than the light. Why? Because their deeds, it goes on to say, were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light for fear his deeds should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his deeds have been carried out in God. So that's the judgment. That's, that's the, we put judgment on ourselves. Either we encounter the stone and make it the foundation and and get get built into the living temple. We'll read Peter's words in just a moment here. Or we stumble over the stone and it destroys us. It's one or the other. Uh, Let's just remember one other passage from Luke chapter 2. Remember when Jesus is first presented in the temple as a little baby, Just 40 days after his birth. And the prophet Simeon sees him and the Holy Spirit reveals to him this is the Messiah that I promised you would see before you experience death. And Simeon says, well, the gospel says, his father and mother, Joseph and Mary, marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, a sign that will be opposed. In your own heart a sword shall pierce so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. We've got to get the right idea here about Jesus. It's not just marshmallows and flowers hey everybody god's going to put his stamp of approval on you no matter what you do no matter what you believe no matter what lifestyle you have because he loves you all just the way you are come on this is so different from that a sign that will be opposed he's coming he said for the fall Of many in Israel. Why? Because they're going to stumble over the stone, because they're not going to accept the word, they're going to betray the word, they're not going to love the light, they're going to prefer the darkness. Peter says finally in 1 Peter 2 8, let's take that as a wrap up of this lesson, because he's going to talk about the stone. 1 Peter 2, starting with verse 4. As you come to him, A living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture. Now he goes back to Isaiah 28 that we've seen already. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him shall not be put to shame. Now, compare that with John chapter 3, right? Right after the most famous verse in the Bible, God so loved the world, John says, well, lo, some believe in him and you're saved, but those who don't believe are condemned. The stone, you either get built on top of it or you stumble over it. Whoever believes in him shall not be put to shame, but those who choose not to believe in him will be put to shame. He is destined, Simeon said, for the fall, as well as the rise of many in Israel. They'll either stumble on the stone or they'll be built into the living temple as living stones. Peter goes on to say, So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, and then he quotes the psalm, which this Jesus quoted in this gospel passage, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And Peter then says, quoting Isaiah, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. And then Peter concludes, they stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. They disobey the word. Let us pray. Father, we obey the Word. We ask you that today we may obey it again. We ask you that today as we encounter the stone, it may not be a stone of offense and stumbling, but that Jesus Christ might be our cornerstone into which we are privileged to be built as living stones into a living temple of his body, the church, that we might be saved. He is the stone, He is the light. Lord, we come near the light because we're not afraid of our deeds being exposed because we know our deeds are done in You, O God. But that light we also know is hated by so many, lest their deeds be exposed because their deeds are evil. Father, this is the judgment, this is the verdict, this is the fork in the road. Our judgment is being worked out each and every day of our lives. Bless us today. May we live this Word. May we obey this Word. May our covenant with death, as Isaiah said in that passage about the stone, be annulled. May it be reversed. May it be broken. End the covenant with death, Lord God. End the culture of death. End the violence of abortion. End the oppressive lies of pro-choice. End it all, Lord God, and bring us into the fullness of light and life in Jesus Christ. And we pray now the words he himself gave us as we lift up one another's intentions. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning is now and will be forever. Amen. Have a great day, friends. Great to be with you. Invite others to come uh, to these uh, scripture reflections and uh, they will be blessed, I am sure, as I hope you are being blessed. I am certainly blessed being with you all the time. We will talk to you again
1: tomorrow. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor Or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.